shut up and sit down. Hey Siri, what is an expert? As a noun, it means a person who has a comprehensive and authoritative knowledge of or skill in a particular area. <laughs> okay, that's clearly not us. But we're not idiots either. Hmm. Arguable. <laughs> okay, fair. How about not complete idiots? We're a couple of guys who have been friends for 25 years who happen to disagree on a lot of things. This is our podcast, where we try to make sense of those things and try to understand the other's perspective. These are our inexpert opinions. Shut up and sit down. There it is. And we are back, folks. Wednesday, March 9th. Three nine twenty two. This is this is what's known as palindrome week. Every day will be the same this week forward as it is backwards. Three nine twenty twenty two twenty two oh two nine three. Never mind. Nope. Doesn't that doesn't work. work. Doesn't work. <laughs> Not at all. We just jumped to September somehow. That's right. <clears throat> Uh, huh. what's on the dock? What's Did you just make that up on the fly? Yep. That was, that was, I'm okay. just, it's so, improv, dude. It's improv. It's a okay. fucking just massive failure on just, your part. Just though. riffing here. So just good way to start. Just Jeff already looking like an asshole. Perfect. Throwing things at the wall, seeing what'll stick. Okay. That's basically, that's, that's what we call whole 30. Any validity we had. <laughs> whole 30 brain. <laughs> any validity that we had from an honest perspective is now gone within the first one minute of this podcast. That's not true. Great. I corrected myself. I said I was wrong. I, I was, I was accountable. I took ownership, <clears throat> extreme ownership, extreme ownership. <laughs> is that the Goggins thing? Uh, or no, that's a different book. Jocko Jocko's extreme ownership. Yeah. Oh. Um, so whole 30 brains, a, a thing, huh? It's for sure. a thing. This whole thirty tired, whole thirty energy, also a thing. <laughs> There's no way vegans actually really feel good. There's just zero way. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's like those people that claim you've heard of like the what is his name? It's the shit. It's like the vegan militia fitness or it's like a dude that's on Instagram and he's yeah, a vegan. I know, I know who you're talking about, but like a body, but like a fitness guy, yeah. body, I don't think he's a bodybuilder. Maybe he is, but I don't know, man. I don't know. I couldn't do that. Yeah, dude. There's a lot of vegan, like marathoners. Uh, Cam Newton went to veganism for about three years and then watched his career tank and started eating meat again <laughs> and gained 30 pounds back. Dude, and speaking became of a quarterback again, Completely out of uh, left field here, kind of, but you just said football. Did uh, you hear that you guys may be getting Russell Wilson come to the mole mile high? Did. A fish. Yeah. Locked up. It's a fish. A fish. Okay. Russ, Russ That's is exciting. Russ is coming to cook. <laughs> That's still, exciting, man. I still don't get what that fucking means. But <laughs> are you? That's but the yeah, big, dude, that's, that's really the exciting. Big, like when he's playing really well, they always say let Russ cook. I don't know. Why. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't know why. I don't get it. Don't Maybe get his it. middle name's Cook. I let let Russ cook. Okay. Russ. Uh, yeah, you know, know, it's pretty. I like Russell. I think he. That's, Maybe you'll see Sierra fucking strutting around town. Mabs. And she can do that, perform that O video on top of a car, and I'll stop. Is that the and one watch. with Luda? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
God when we lived damn in Santerre and the theme. Santerre. Dude, that's every time we hear that song, that's exactly what exactly. I think about. <laughs> that, big, that big Sony TV and... Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. God damn, that was so long ago. That was 15 Dude, years. Dude, that was seriously, that was... 15 years. Almost 20. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. Yeah, it was 2005 we moved there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Closer to 15 than 20, but but next year, closer yeah. to 20 than 15. God, I cannot believe that. That's insane to me. Yeah. That's when we were just wee bill. Wee yeah, I know. bitties. Yeah. Uh, huh. Anyway. But yeah, Russ is going to come here and cook. It's going to be pretty. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I, I don't like the Broncos at all. Could care less about the Broncos, but I like Russell Wilson a lot. And, uh, yeah. It'll be fun to see. No, that'll be good. There's a number of people I'm talking to. They're like, we're immediate Super Bowl, Super Bowl contenders. And I'm going, I don't think we've made the playoffs in I don't even know how long. Like mm-hmm. the core, the, the team is stacked and still can't pull it off. I don't know that the quarterback is the X factor. I think there's I think there's something, yeah, something bigger there because because we haven't had absolutely a business. It's not, it's not like we've got me out there at quarterback. You know, we've had comp. Whoever Bridgewater threw for like 3,500 yards. Most quarterbacks, if they hit 4,000, they had a great year. So, yeah, it's not like we had incompetent people back there. Uh, no, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, well, we I mean, maybe, maybe, we'll, get... maybe, maybe we'll be winning Super Bowl next year and I'll eat, I'll eat crow. But. Yeah. Sometimes it's just that one guy that can make all the difference. Yep. That one, the X factor, that one guy. It's like the me, X factor. It's like me and, um, you know, life. God, where are you going to go with this? Life. Life. It's basically me in all situations. The X factor. Just oh, much Jeff's the- here. Things are going to be all right. We're good. The bar just got more fun. Uh, this dinner just got more tasty. <laughs> Jeff is here. Girls' panties just got a little bit more Star, damp. Star call me that. We should. That should be my nickname from here on out. X, X factor? Or, or X I'm not going to do that. X go and give That's it like to you. That's like triple X. like X no. go and give it to By the you way, did you see that there's going to be a new triple X with Vin Diesel again? No. Yep. Is it's he, unfortunate. Is he, did he come out of the closet or did I, it was that rumor? I don't know anything about it. Okay. You know more about. I think he's married. So me, no. So. Well, that's what I thought. I thought he was married with a few kids, but not, not that that yeah. necessarily means anything. Um, but no, I thought I, I I read maybe it was when I was in Arizona. Maybe it was Jennifer that was telling me that Vin Diesel is gay. And the new rumor going around is that uh, and this was. Yeah, the new rumor going around is that Eminem, <laughs> you hear to hear fo- that, first, that, folks, that Eminem is gay. Um, uh, no, I don't believe that. And I looked that one up. I don't care really about Vin Diesel, but part of me was like, there's no there's no way Eminem. I mean, no. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that. Then, but well, yeah, there, yeah. I mean, he could be, but like <laughs> Eminem has like the whole Kim sitch, and he was with Brittany Murphy for a while. Well, the reason there was speculation was back in like 2013 or 14 or something like that. He was in some interview and he made some comment about how it was tough to do these things when you were gay or or something along those lines, and it came across that he was saying that. And so then it was taken out of context and there was a bunch of rumors and news like, Oh, Eminem came out as homosexual. Yada, yada. So, Hmm. but I didn't look up. Speaking of Eminem, there was, uh, 
an interview on some, it's called like, uh, GMZ. no, it was, it's some like radio station where they like talk to rappers and they just talk about like what's going on. Well, oh, the game was on Al there. Jazeera? Did you see this? Al Jazeera. Yes. Al Jazeera. It's the, the local rap station. Yeah. They have rappers come on Al Jazeera. That's what it's called. So the, <laughs> the game was on there like three days ago and called out Eminem. And he's like, I think I could take Eminem on a versus battle. He's like, I'm a better rapper than Eminem. And you should have seen the host. He goes, Oh, so what are you saying, bro? <laughs> uh, yeah. okay. Now I'm Why the game. I can name two songs. The game is known for. The game is sick. I like the game. He's not, doesn't hold a candle to Eminem though. Oh, I don't think he holds a candle to him, but he's sick. But has he put on, is he, is he max dense now? He's pushing max LBs. But I wouldn't ever say that to the game because I'm pretty sure he's affiliated somehow. He grew oh, up in Compton. I think he's fully Would affiliated. Probably shoot me in the face. What? Uh, what? Uh, uh, Three eleven. Duh. <laughs> Dude. Um. Speak. Go ahead. Sorry. I want to know what's so, place. Today. I don't care. I want to know what show it is. So am I. That's one of those mornings. What are you talking about? I want to know what show that was on because I want to know more about this show. Ah, uh, yeah. How do you say the show? Ah, uh, yes. How do you say? Um. All right. The other thing I just fascinating to me is I was listening to a podcast uh, last week all about bicycle gangs. Not okay. Bicycle bike gangs. Bicycle gangs. If there was a, you know, oh, dude, that's why. The, why. Why don't those exist? There's bike gangs. Why do they not have bicycle gangs? Now that would be funny. They do. Anyway. I was in one when I was younger. <laughs> here, here's one right here. Look at these fucking. Look. look was it called fucking, the DPG? Look at this fucking gang. Gang, gang. Fuck yeah. That's, gang, gang. That's gang at a gang at a gang at a gang at a gang. <laughs> but dude, Look at that I am gang. fascinated by this. What is this you just sent me? A fucking gang. Bike, bicycle gang. <laughs> <laughs> I don't be part of that gang. That looks fun as fuck. I was going to send you a picture of just like uh, some chick like spread eagle on her back or something. Be like, it's a oh. nice <laughs> Oh, God. Thank God you didn't. It's too early for that shit. Repulsive. Um, so, dude, the. It's fascinating how those things work and how arguably organized they are for being just a bunch of questionable individuals. Oh, it's like that old saying, like, if you put as much effort into anything else as you do being a criminal or whatever, like, you'd you could do be anything. successful in another way, basically. <laughs> Maybe it's not a saying. It doesn't quite hit like it, like you really want it to. An adage or <laughs> thought. But yes. You know, that old adage, if you put as much effort into you, into something else you did to be a criminal, you know, you'd probably be all right. <laughs> 
I'm going to get that on a t-shirt. <laughs> I should be on a, I'm going to make a website right now. I figured oh, they it out. I was a bumper sticker. Oh. oh, man. But dude, so the one, the history, like the history of them all was fascinating. Like, I think I should have known this, but uh, Harley Davidson was actually came out of World War II. So yep. what they became, why they became so big. Um, apparently in world war one, I, th- if I'm remembering my dates correctly, they had some version of motorcycles, but they were more European made like triumph type mice, mice bikes. But then Harley Davidson became freaking huge by the time world war two came around and supplied almost all the bikes for like the U S uh, military. And then these guys all came back, of course, had PTSD, which we didn't even know what, what that was back then. And they started these groups together just as a way to like essentially be around people suffering the same way they did. And then they became these gangs and man, it's fucking fascinating how that works and it can be so organized. It's just, it's, it's pretty neat. Yeah. My dad talks about going to Sturgis and seeing like groups of these guys and how like they'll walk in and, and it's just like the, like a sea of people just spread. It's like they, to just be feared like that. Remember dude, when we were driving back from when we were up in Colorado, remember we were following that, that dude that was, uh, um, um, we like, remember we were, I think we were coming back from when we went. Hunting? No, when we were all up there for the the forty year trip, and we were coming back from rafting. Remember, we were going through that town with that big bike thing, and we were following oh, a guy that yeah. was. Uh, remember? Yeah, I was going to ask. Do you do you not have those down? Do you not have chapters down in Atlanta? Do you not see them that often? There is a bicycle group, like a bike gang, down here, but it's not. I didn't realize this, but do you realize, um, what's the, f- I'm just went blank on the biggest one. What's the one everyone knows? Hell's angels. Hell's angels. Do you know that Denver has a massive, massive hell's angels? That's like it's was, one of the largest in the country. That's what I was going to say. We've got, outside of, of course, California. They're huge here. We were eating de- de- yeah. uh, breakfast at Denver biscuit company a couple of weeks back. Actually that morning, the day you <sighs> brain, oh boy. brain, let's unpack this. When you were talking to me about the, Lyndon being on my shoulders and that picture that Beth posted mm-hmm. that morning, yeah. we were, that was us walking away from Denver Biscuit Company. And as we were leaving, this whole crew walked up and didn't see any of their bikes. I don't know where they parked, but they were all sitting outside and their cuts and all that. And I looked at Beth. I was like, oh, shit, check it out. And there's I mean, there were probably 10 or 12 out there. Yeah. The other thing that's amazing to me about Hell's Angels or, or bicycle gangs and bike. Why you got me saying bicycle gangs now? Bike. Gangs. I know. I can't stop saying it either. I sound like Motor, a tool. Motorcycle gangs. I yeah. feel like, and it was true in that group too. The uh, about about ten percent of them are under six foot two and two hundred and twenty five pounds. They're all huge, very big dudes. Really? Yeah. They're all very big dudes. None of them. There's not a, there's not a motorcycle guy that there is, but none of them look like me. Very few of them look like me. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's, they're just like, you're just saying they're not tall. 
No, they're all tall. They're all taller than me. I'm saying they're un- oh. not a, only 10% of them are under 6'2 and 220 pounds. They're like all 6'5, 250, 6'4, 300. They're just really big dudes. Huh. At least the ones I, I, I tend to see. And I'm probably generalizing. I'm stereotyping. I'm a dick. I'm a dick. Um, but yeah, there, uh, there's a big there. There are a couple pretty big chapters or motorcycle gangs out here. Um, and yeah, the Hell's Angels chapter is pretty pretty good size. See them quite a bit. Hmm. Quite a bit. But yeah, so like the so like motorcycle clubs, like not everybody in them is necessarily a criminal. Like they can have normal people in there, even though once you're initiated and you get your patches which takes some time you like they have this rule it's basically like the club before everything like even your own family but like when you see guys that have like one one percenter patches it's interesting that that came from back when motorcycle clubs were becoming much much bigger there was this study that basically said 99 percent of all people in motorcycle clubs are like law-abiding citizens that are just doing it as a way to get out and be around like-minded individuals but anybody you see that those one percenter patches means like we're an outlaw biker gang like i am an outlaw and then they have all these other patches for like uh like diablo 666 all these things that means very specific things like some of them mean i've killed a person Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know whatever i've killed for this gang or will kill for this gang and I was I was um, gonna say that the, the majority that I've read about and heard about are are not not criminal not uh, yeah yeah have you ever watched Sons of Anarchy? I mean that's a it's, no, a, dude. it's a drama and it's played up I'm sure but that's I've one heard of, that that's top ten show of mine of all time maybe even top five yeah that, I love that show I've apparently in this same podcast they were talking about that show one of the guys that apparently there's a lot of uh, unsure like unsurety around who actually started the hell's angels but one of the guys that has written books about the club and all of that this is one of the founding fathers i guess if you want to call him that was used when making sons of anarchy as a way to like make sure some of this is accurate yeah and hell's angels is probably the um, club most associated with that show as far as like how they kind of work so yeah everyone i've talked to said it's a great show kurt sutter is like he's the he's the guy that wrote it and uh he is notorious notoriously known not notoriously known he's known for being very 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 research focused and research driven in the pieces Mm -hmm. that he that he does so uh, that's why i say like i think it's i think it's pretty accurate but it's obviously churched up a bit for drama and and whatnot for mm-hmm. tv because um yeah you just you have to do that to to make tv interesting but it's right. sick it's sick we we've often we've often talked about going back and watching it again because it's been long enough now that uh i think we could probably it's probably been 10 years since we watched it i bet we could watch it and maybe even a little bit longer and yeah there's a, a boatload of seasons too, isn't there? I think there's six, five or six. Maybe. Yeah, I need to give it a go. It's fucking. It's if you like, if you like Yellowstone, it's Yellowstone but with motorcycle gangs. It's the okay. exa- it's the exact same show but with motorcycle gangs. Right. It's fucking yeah, awesome. I need to. 
and your girl is in it. Um, Who's my girl? Homegirl from Sopranos. Uh, Chris's uh, girlfriend. Drea De Mateo is her name, but I can't remember. Drea De Mateo, yeah. I can't remember her name in Sopranos. Wait, what was yeah, me it? neither. Oh! Wow. My brain, dude. Yeah, dude. I Unfortunately, I can't claim whole 30 i'm just a fucking idiot what is her name it's very italian yeah okay i'm going to it i can't google it google it fuck it i'm not gonna be able i'm not gonna be able to i'm I'm gonna it's gonna adriana i'm like trying to list Adriana, adriana yes man but yeah, anyway, fascinating thing. And then just, I didn't realize the amount of other, like, I think Hell's Angels are the most well-known, but there's a bunch of other ones that are far worse. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So. Was this something like you Mongols. read or like a documentary? It was a podcast. It was, it was the freaking Time Suck podcast I was telling you about. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to give that. Yeah. Huh. But anyway, anyway, what else is going on? I don't know. It feels like the world's pretty much at ease across the board. <laughs> it feels like we're in a time of peace. Yeah. Um, Betty White, much more than a golden girl. That's is that the one where he talked about? Yep. That's the newest one. Oh, he's got one no, on Attila the Han. Have you listened to that one? Dude, he has 200 and some odd. I've listened to like, there's so many of them. They're all so fucking great god so you're mad at me then okay yep pretty uh, upset wow if you guys are looking for a funny historical podcast time the hell's, suck the hell with dan angels. cummins great yeah did you it's find a, him it's whilst, a comedian giving whilst, history lessons so he makes it funny did you find him what? whilst researching whilst the opioid epidemic i, I just saw i, I just saw how. he has one on that yeah, I told you I listened to that one. I know. That's why That's I'm not how I found, found him, him, though. So you're mad no, at me. No, I actually, Fuck. yes, I found him. I found the podcast because he's going to be in Atlanta in a couple weeks and I was going to get tickets to go see his show. And when I searched online, I found that he had a podcast and I started listening to it. Oh, I've got a really big, sorry, excuse me, folks. I'll take a break here. I'm going to have to take a break to itch this. Itch on my, itch <laughs> oh, on my back. That's a good spot. But anyway, yeah, man. Uh, so on the eve of World War III. Poss- possibly. Possibly. Uh, um, possibly. Do we actually think that's going to happen? I don't know. Um, we don't. We have no clue. The Belarusians. Am I reading this right? The Belarusians have joined Ukraine in the fight? I think that was already kind of known, wasn't it? Oh, this is They were doing I'm I might They were doing military drills with Russia prior to the invasion. With Russia. This is yeah. saying they're in Ukraine to fight Russia. No. On USA Today, Belarusians in Ukraine to fight Russia. Belarusians living in Ukraine and wider Europe have gone to Kiev to help defend the country against the Russian invasion. Mm. So spreading fake news. Cancel me. 
cancel me. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, man. March 8th. Is this a breaking, is this breaking news? I wish, I wish we would not. We need I'm so sound tired effects of headlines. for this podcast. I'm so tired of headlines, dude. This headline is Russia, Ukraine agreed a humanitarian ceasefire. And I'm thinking, oh. Ukraine they've has said, yeah, they've been trying that and Ukraine it's not has working. announced that Russia has reached an agreement with the Red Cross to open a humanitarian corridor from the northeastern city of Sumy, where more than a thousand foreign students were trapped. Okay, so a 400 foot stretch, they have walked away and yeah. said, we, we won't, we won't. That's not agreeing to a fucking ceasefire. Right. I hate the media. Yeah. Speaking you of know the that media, they have fucking they've got to te- like have numerous headlines that they test and be like, ooh, which one oh, draws ab- people in? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is fucked. Yeah. Russia's. Yeah. Um, they've tried this whole thing where they said they were going to open up freaking civilian corridors for people to get out. And then Russia just keeps fucking tossing fucking missiles over. Yeah. That's like that's the scariest thing to me is is is. You don't war. I don't. Uh, we were talking about this yesterday a little bit. You know, I don't know what the the rules of engagement are when it comes to war. I've never read through. You know, I think there are pretty mm-hmm. clear, cut and dry. Like this is oh, how yeah. we're doing. You know, and I've never, I've never. I don't know what they are, but yeah, and breaking those are war crimes. Correct. Correct. Yeah, and I don't just brutally murdering civilians isn't i don't think that's okay in the the war book you know and there are all these civilians throughout the ukraine trying to flee trying to get across the border into other countries and he is purposefully targeting them and wiping them off the face of the earth it's like yeah okay i don't let me ask a question well we we we, we did when does that happen right like i don't know if that's happened It has because get this. So this is what I don't understand because you said some like the second you said this, but you said that like it's just completely uh, outside of the realm of reasonable. Correct. To, you know, just annihilate innocent civilians in wartime. Yet think about Hiroshima. Well, that's what that's what I was going to say. Like the only time that that has happened that I can think of is in acts of desperation. Like the war is dragged on four and a half years. We don't know what's going to happen. We've tried this. We've tried that. Okay, here we go. Like this is, this is our means to try like what he's doing. And, and mind you, we were attacked first. So if Ukraine was to start launching nukes over Russia, over to Russia, there's an argument to be made well, no shit, but there's an argument to be made like, okay, you're defending yourself. You're trying to end this war. You're trying. That's what we were doing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for him to just 11 days in or 12 days into this quote unquote war to just start erasing Ukrainian lives is mind boggling to me. And that's what's so terrifying because that's where it's like, you're, you're that doesn't seem like it's, it's, it's Hitler. You're not mm-hmm. you're not trying to take over this country. You're not trying to regain this land. You are trying to eradicate this part of the world from this part of people from this this race. This 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 mm-hmm. these people is what it seems like. Yeah, 
So I guess the, the, I would love to talk to somebody that would know. Because, I mean, I, I know that there's not only these rules, like all soldiers need to know these. Yeah. So why is it that, like, what is that line that must, that is crossed? I guess, arguably, well, no, because when Japan attacked Pearl Harbor, they specifically targeted military installations, totally. military vessels, et cetera. Yep. And then we were like, okay, hold my beer. That was nice that you tried that. How about we just wipe out an entire city? Well, right. That was later, but. But like what, how is that not defined as a war crime, but is it only because it's from where the narrative's coming from? For us, it was like, that's not a war crime because we had to show them what was up. <laughs> I mean, how I, is I don't the, understand how, how are, this how works. Are the, how are the bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki not war crimes? Right. Because we just essentially, whether or not there were milis, uh, military installations there, arguably, I guess that, I mean, there had to be a reason. I think we had three targets. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Hiroshima was originally not it's, the original it's not, target. It's not, like we just, it's not like we just flew over New York City and we're like, oh, here we go. Boom. If that were the yeah. case, we would hey, have that looks like we, yeah, we that looks like a metropolitan or, area or, or something like that, you know. Right. Um, but, but. I think like, I think why the, the is that? distinction the distinction is that's quote unquote collateral damage, right? That's no different than like the drone strikes in Afghanistan that kill uh -huh. the targeted person and then also kill six or seven civilians, right? They're they're collateral damage at that point in time. They're casualty, you know, that they're 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 they weren't the target. That's the big distinction, okay. I think, which is not that it's not that it makes it more, you know, right or wrong that they're killing innocent civilians, but these are clearly these are people fleeing. These are people running. It's like shooting a person in the back compared to shooting them in the face. They're running away from where they are so as to keep their lives. And there is no target around them that is militarily involved. There's not, it's not like they were shooting this tank and then the tank exploded and 300 civilians died right. or whatever. It's a, he's just literally targeting civilians. Yeah. I think that's the distinction. Hmm. Yeah, it'd be nice to know. We should read about this and talk about it next time because I don't want to read about it while we're here, but huh, it's interesting. Well, I mean, I read something recently that said they're already looking at potential war crimes from Putin anyhow, right? This guy wrote this guy wrote Putin is targeting civilians and then quotes opinions expressed are solely my own and may or may not express the views or opinions of my employer. I want to read this article, but I'm wondering if he's writing it from the standpoint of like a soldier that's out there that's killing all of these civilians. And he's like, this is not my opinion. This is the opinion of my, you know, my employer uh -huh. or whatever. Um, right. I don't know. But well, I guess maybe maybe that's where the distinction is, is targeting civilians is different than civilian casualties in what, wartime. Yeah, that's what I'm saying with collateral damage. OK, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like targeting them, yes, you cannot do that. You cannot target civilian, like, but wasn't there all this thing about them, tar like Russia targeting like uh, 
like apartment buildings and stuff here in the I Ukraine. Mean, how could that be? Yeah. In the Ukraine. Yeah. That's exactly my point. That's, that's yeah. like, that's what, that's what I want to know. And that's what's, that's what's scaring me. I mean, the whole thing is scary, so I shouldn't, I shouldn't say right. that it's like this specific thing. This is, I think the, it's almost as if, and, and he's, he's an idiot if he is, but it's almost as if he's, it's like he he's provoking, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, because, because What's that's this idea of trying to come in and, and like put the fear of God in these people and be like, we're serious. You're going to get hurt if you don't like lay down your arms and walk away. Uh, I, right. And I, uh-huh. that's, that's probably absolutely true. I think the reason it scares me is because this is the type of thing where if it continues, that's when we get involved. That's when Europe mm-hmm. get involved because it's no, you, if you're going to sit here and try to overtake Ukraine and bomb their, the government and do this, you know, and, and fight a war, that's one thing. But as soon as you start trying to eradicate this part of the world's population mm-hmm. for no reason, other than you're a crazed lunatic, we need to step in and put our foot down. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't think, I don't think it's in anybody's best interest to just for, for us, Europe, Germany to just sit back and be like, huh, okay. Hope you make, hope you, hope you withstand this Ukraine. I mean, they're putting up a yeah. good fight, but but yeah, that's that's not a good look. Like, ooh, yeah, I see you getting bullied. <laughs> but it's fucking and- Russia. <clears throat> I was having this conversation yesterday. Is our perception of Russia so off base from like I would love to sit down with a person my age from various countries in Eastern and Western Europe. And then maybe get some like Aussies and some other just random folks and have everyone provide their general I or thinking around Russia and who they are as a people. Because sometimes and we talk about this a lot is is my perception of Russia skewed because I'm an American and the Cold War was a big deal. It was very scary for Americans because of the pot, like the potential threat of nuclear war. You remember like in the, like with, even with the Cuban missile crisis and stuff, like they would do those military, um, or those nuclear bomb, um, things in school where you'd hide under your desk and shit. Mm-hmm. What do they call them? Like, uh, drills, yeah, essentially nuclear drills. drills. Bomb drills. Yeah. And now granted, I wasn't in school. I think by the time the cold war ended, I was probably in grade school. I don't ever remember doing them, but, um, like, does everyone else think the same thing about Russia or is Russia truly looked at from most, like maybe China, like Chinese people don't look at Russia the same way we do. Maybe they're like, well, we're kind of partners and all of this. I don't know. The Chinese government, I think looks at Russia as a pretty big ally. Right. But, but what about that, the Chinese I people? I don't know that Chinese people do. I think, I mean, look at Hong Kong, for instance, like the vast majority of people in Hong Kong want out well, they, yeah. of, right. <laughs> yes. And so, and maybe, maybe that's Hong Kong specifically, but I would be willing. I think there's probably like most places, a 
it, it, just like in Russia, the older generation is pretty tied to Putin and thinks Putin, what he's done for Russia, because he has brought them very, very, very far since the Cold War. I mean, they were right. they were they were almost a third world country getting ready to crumble into non-existence. Mm-hmm. And then he took over and they're right. a superpower, you know, yeah. um, so there's not the, quite as super as we originally thought potentially. Well, we don't. We, I mean, we haven't. We don't know. Hopefully he doesn't. Flex. I mean, you think about Hopefully this, this is outside much of, harder, but, but well, he, right. I think China is probably the same way. I think the younger generations in China are probably on social media. They're, they're, they're much more, they see that there is a world outside of their own. They see what mm-hmm. other worlds, ours in particular are like. And there's yeah. a semblance of, Hey, I want, I want that, you know? And so I don't like that guy over there across the way. Right. You just said something that I've been thinking about a lot. Do you think, and we don't have to call it social media, but it definitely has a play here. Do you think younger generations, like even as far, even as old as our generation, like the tip top of the millennial generation, arguably like on some weird borderline, what do they call them? Like the uh, Oregon trail generation, which is like that weird in between gen Xers mm-hmm. and millennials, I forget what. but called. then the millennials, gen Z's and so on and so forth. And it's like, whatever the fuck they're calling them now. Do you think that these younger generations that f- are a lot more accepting of, you know, different ways, like arguably di- more accepting of like individual expression you know, allowing people to kind of be who they are, even if it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Do you think that carries on when those people are in their forties, fifties? Do you think this is that this enough of these generations are able to have more of a global view and realize that, Hey, yes, we may all be different and that's okay. There's nothing wrong about that. Do you think that carries? Do you think that maybe there's a lot more, uh, like, geopolitical like kind of harmony moving forward do you think this carries on or do you think that even the politicians today that are saying fuck these people we go to war we fight is that how they were when they were in their teens and 20s like i feel like there's this weird shift where if you look at this i mean even in russia i read an article this morning that said like that 18 to 29 category in russia it's like 39% I, th- I think the number was are completely opposed to what Russia is doing mm-hmm. while like 26% is for it. But then you skew that to the next generation and it's like 59% are in agreement with what, what, what Russia yeah. is doing. Yeah. So does that carry on as people age or do you think just like, you know, there, there's a that conversation around like your political affiliations shift as you age, you are maybe more liberal as you're younger, but once you acquire some wealth, you all of a sudden realize that I don't want the government taking it. You start skewing maybe more moderate to right because you're like, I want to keep the money I earned. Well, it's, yeah, Again, it's, it's, it's a financial it's wealth, back. it's wealth and it's knowledge and experience, right? I mean, right. it's, it's all of those things. Like you start to see things differently. The longer you're on this earth, the more you understand the way people actually work. I think it flips even more when you have children because you see how bright eyed and optimistic and naive children are like like a a Mm -hmm. five year old. Right. 
A five-year-old is not a lot different than an 18-year-old. It's just an 18-year-old has 13 years experience on him, right? The 18-year-old is still, in most cases, much more optimistic and naive than a 30-year-old because the 30-year-old's now got mm -hmm. another 12 years experience, right? So they see all these different things. They've been through generations of, maybe not generations, but decades of, of time. My optimistic view is, yes, it does change because I do think, I, I've seen it in, if you look at like interracial marriages and things like that, those things, that's much more common, right? So there are a number of things that progressivism helps, right? And, and progressivism mm -hmm. takes over and changes the way cultures and, and the way, um, you know, the, the zeitgeists ultimately, ultimately are in terms of, like globalism and all, I, I don't see it. There is still, there is still hierarchy in the world. There will always be hierarchy in the world. There's hierarchy all across nature in mm -hmm. every way, shape and form. And even if we get this, this is going to come across as, as derogatory, but I could say it's from the, you know, the, the seventies hippie generation. If we get this kumbaya kind of, world where yeah we're trying to make everything there is still always going to be the adolf hitler or the the, the putin or the right. stalin or or the crazy person that comes in and thinks that they want the power and they 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 throw a wrench in the entire thing because they're able to i mean heart david koresh you know with with waco like there are people that are able to get jim morrison in california not jim morrison uh fucking mm -hmm. what's his name the charlie manson um there are people that are able to get large swaths of people to follow them and if that swath grows to the point that they're able to start these large-scale movements you have immense disruption so mm -hmm. will we will we see my prediction is we'll see things like the interracial marriages being like 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 homosexual marriages being a good thing, like all of these things that progressivism helps usher along. I think we mm -hmm. will see that more broadly across the world. And I think that that will ultimately make the world a, a, a better place and a, and a safer place, but to undo what, what the Islam, the Islamic faith and, and religion fundamentally uh, stands behind to undo what a lot of communist dictators fundamentally are and stand for. I, I don't, I don't think that you, I don't know if you ever get, get through that. Yeah. Hmm. May, I mean, maybe long, 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 long time from now, but, but that's just, uh, well, so maybe like, a, so that's on a macro level, like maybe on a micro level, um, let's look at it from a micro level, like, because I'm thinking about how you're, you would be theoretically, well, not even theoretically, you would be undoing centuries of habit and thought and teachings and living, right? Um, mm -hmm. so let's look at it on a micro level, look at men and the relationship between men and women. 
that's gotten better. Okay. That's definitely gotten better. Right. And I'm thinking about it from the standpoint of like men are men are consistently and almost constantly looking to or we won't miss words They're looking to smash right they want to procreate they want to spread their mm-hmm. seed they want to to create new they they want their their gene pool to 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 carry right mm-hmm. you we've made fairly significant advancements in terms of how we ultimately behave and act around women. We don't do a lot of cat calling anymore. And the cat calls that are out there are these really, Oh, Hey girl, you're very beautiful and intelligent. And I love your hair, right? It's not, it's no longer the, Hey, you want to fuck, you know, kind of cat calls. Right. Yeah. So like, so well, I'm sure there's so some we, people still I'm sure there's right. I'm generalizing. <laughs> right. So so we have progressed in how we interact and how we behave, but fundamentally, that root primal need is still there. And so the actual act of the actual things that we do, those are all still 100 percent prevalent. Right. Okay. You still have and maybe even more so like you still you have you have I think I think one night stands and like casual hookups and all of those types of things are well on the rise. Right. Um, it's just how we ultimately intermingle and how we communicate and kind of the public the public portrayal of the male and female dichotomy that's changed. So. So I guess, does that make sense? Like, I feel like I'm rambling and kind of going all over the, all over the place, but like we've made advancements and we've progressed in how some of those things interact, but by and large, we are fundamentally still the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, I think you'll see on a macro level, you'll see things change and there'll be bits and pieces that are different, but fundamentally it's still, it's still going to be the same. It's, it's just too it's too hard to undo all of that history. Yeah. Hmm. I just, you know, I just don't get it because it seems, I guess why I say all of this is it just seems like these countries in comparison to others, like why is Russia, Putin specifically still holding such a grudge and what happened during the cold war. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't like, think it's the cold war. I don't think it's the cold war. Well, that's the thing that fucking dismantled the Soviet union. Well, right. But what do you mean holding a, okay. So then what do you mean by like, holding like, a grudge? You know, I've it? been reading all these articles that say that Putin is, is basically been holding this resentment towards the West since the dismantling of the Soviet union, because it took, what was arguably one of the biggest world powers at the time dismantled it down into nothing. And then he had to rebuild it. And he's like, he wants to reclaim some of that uh, power or, or whatever lost. And I just don't understand. It's like, is it small man syndrome? Is it just, is it misplaced anger? Because you look at Germany, for example, we spanked the shit out of them in World War One. They had to pay a bunch of reparations with the Treaty of Versailles. Spanked the shit out of them again in World War Two. The Pots, what's called Potsdam? Mm, 
treaty no, or whatever no, after no. the end of World War II? Did we really spank the shit like, out of them? Well, they lost that we we imposed it was like twenty three billion dollars at the end of World War II was like the reparations they had to pay to other countries. I think the Treaty of Versailles was bigger than that. And it's like, and then look at Germany. They succumbed to the fact that, hey, you know what? We've gotten beat twice. We're going to stop doing this shit. And now Germany is the freaking most powerful country in Europe. The highest GDP in all of Europe. They're the, and, and quite frankly, we have a pretty damn good relationship with them. It's like, I just don't understand like why other countries can't look at the, like stuff like that and be like, all right, sometimes you got to swallow your pride. Yeah. You got your, you got beat in a war or whatever. And just instead of holding this fucking grudge, you're, you're not going to win, especially when you look at going against a NATO country or a country where you have, they have NATO support. It's, it's easier to become part of the big, the team because there's a benefit to everyone. And I understand that even those countries, I mean, it's easy to say this is an American because we kind of rule the roost here. We get to make the calls, but arguably we get to make the calls is because every war that's been had where we participate, we come out with the victors. Now look at Afghanistan. You could argue that differently, I'm sure, but it just seems easier to me and like, and again, this is very big picture, very kumbaya, and I, I realize it's a fucking pipe dream in most cases, but if we could all just find some way to, hey, we're going to respect your, we're going to respect that like you have a history, you have a certain like way of doing things or whatever, as long as you don't become like an autocracy or a dictatorship or like a communist country where you are essentially trying to poke the bear at every chance you get. Like we are going to do everything we can to benefit you because it's a mutually beneficial relationship. And then Russia is still here freaking 20 some odd years after the fall of the Soviet Union, still angry, still basically doing everything in their power. You know, yeah, like you said, Putin did a really good job of rebuilding Russia. But the thing is, is no one's ever trusted Russia. They, they're they constantly trying to take over new shit. They're constantly I, I, fucking around with things. Yeah, it's just like, why? I think, there's a, I think there's a distinction you have to make. And I, I don't think it's at least post-Cold War. I don't think it's, well, no. I mean, nobody trusted Russia pre-Cold War because of their agreement with Germany. Well, and the Iron Curtain and all that, and they were just totally. super secretive and fucking creepy totally. as fuck. Totally. Right. Um, post, I, I I think it's less about Russia and more about Putin, right? Like, we, we eventually, effectively, uh, I think, did trust Gorbachev, right? I mean, when, when he dismantled... Well, yeah, because he kind of waved the white flag. So it's to like, totally. right. And so I think, right. I think at that point in time, we had come to terms and it was like, okay, maybe we can start to build this relationship. And maybe, and we, can we, tried. Get, maybe we can get to that point where we are helping one another, uh, you know, and, and, and mm -hmm. have those mutual interests at, uh, at, at the forefront. 
But then Mr. Vladimir steps in and you have a completely new regime, you know, because he is for for I think that's your I think that's your question is what does Putin have against the Cold War? Like, what is he trying to do from 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 that standpoint? It's less I think it's less Russia and more. More Putin. Like, I think right, if you were to put fact- someone. If you were to put someone in place in Russia that was more amicable, wasn't like such a maniacal lunatic. Totally, right. totally wasn't wasn't a, 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 a lunatic nationalist that just believed that Russia is Russia and everybody that wants to be Russian should be Russian. You know, because I think that's as much of part about the, this Ukrainian thing as as the NATO thing is as the Cold War. I mean, there are so many factors, right? He wants. Right. He wants it's like Crimea. He wants the people in Ukraine that have said they want to be Russian. He wants those people to be Russian instead of going over and putting them on a bus and bring them over to Russia and taking care of them. He invades Ukraine and says, OK, instead, Ukraine is going to be our country because of all of the other things that are in there. He's he's a lunatic, you know. Right. Um, so I think it you just, put someone it, it, in place that isn't. And I think we have a vastly different situation. China's the same way. I mean, we've got legacy Mao you know, breeding up through the ranks. And therefore we still have this. Yeah, Mao Zedong was a fucking lunatic communist, this, like in, implementing communist the communist party. Yeah. Running it where I don't think the majority of the country is, is in favor of that type of operation. Well, yeah. And then they had whoever came in after Mao. And then it's like, they dismantled a lot of that thinking and the way they did things. And then now you have Xi Jinping in there. Who's basically in a much more elegant fashion, rebuilding some of the communist mindset. It's just like, and it's hard to argue. I mean, look at like, and I, we talked about this, like I've, I, I don't know if I sent you that article, but there was a picture of in a matter of like 20 years, just the development of China between like in this one, this article was specifically about just infrastructure and like interstate systems uh, basically transportation systems within China. Yeah. It went in 20 years, it went from like small little chunks of like highways, interstates that were sparse and inter- not, not connected to this massive transportation system throughout the country. So it's like, yeah, being someone from China and you're seeing, oh my God, it's hard to not like this guy totally because he has brought us again from this damn near third world nation to now probably the most uh powerful financial from a financial perspective specifically you know gdp etc country in the world but still there's still that weird fucking thing that's happening where if you don't get on board with this guy's way of doing things, it's like, cool, you know, like with the Uyghurs and the fucking what he's doing in Hong Kong and like anti-democracy of any sort. It's again, socialists, communist way of thinking where it's, we know what's best for you. Now, the extremes of socialism, a little crazy. Do I think a little bit of socialism is not a horrible thing? I'm probably going to get fucking slaughtered for this, but there's, you can step into socialism so far where I think there is truly a benefit, honestly, because I don't necessarily think the way we're doing it today 
is wonderful for everyone. I mean, you go ask someone that's in poverty right now. It's like, you live in the greatest country in the world. Well, that's what they tell me, but it's not my experience. Probably arguable for everybody everywhere, right? But I, I just don't understand. I mean, it, it's it's like the, it it's it reminds me of like a kid that gets beat in like a game of like flag football, and at the end he throws his flag. He's like, I don't want to play anymore. It's like, yeah, motherfucker, you just got beat. Of course you don't want to play anymore. And I feel like that's what Putin's doing. It's like, you got beat. You're not willing to admit it, deal with the ramifications that happened because pre- your you know, predecessors before you didn't make the right decisions. And now you want to just be this little bitch who is going to cause problems and be difficult. And it's like, man, this could go so much differently for you. If you would just understand like, hey, there's some things I'm not going to give up, but trying to gain land that you had to give up after the Soviet Union back, going to war with Ukraine, for example. I mean, the cyber warfare against other nations because the West is the enemy. It's like, I just don't, I don't, it's again, very easy for me to say that being on what I believe is the right side. I just don't understand that thinking when if you just get on board and play our play by the rules that everybody else is playing by, you could probably be in such a better spot today. You still get to rule your country, do all your fucking shit, have more money than you'll ever know what to do with, keep your people happy and not have to worry about war and all this other bullshit and looking like a fucking lunatic to 98% of the world. It just, I don't get it. This is all insane. I don't even, this is a stupid conversation to even be having because it's just me saying I don't understand something, but I will, it's the same, to me, Russia is essentially a few rungs down the ladder from North Korea, where North Korea is still pissed about the Korean war and our role in it. And they teach every fucking kid from the second they're able to process information, how horrible we are. Right. And look at the way his people live. It's like, yeah, that's, that's you can't yeah. look outward and be like, this doesn't work for anyone. That's what I was, I was going to say, circling back to the question a little bit ago around, do we ever get to no? We, I mean, you just made the example of China, right? We, we there, somebody else came in and, and tried to change things and we reverted back to older people come in, Donald Trump, to a certain extent, make America great again. Right. I don't mm-hmm. think that he did it nearly to the extremes, not even close, that these other leaders and, and dictators have done, which is why I thought it was so funny that people called him a Nazi and a dictator because he literally was just doing a couple minor things that – but whatever, I digress. They are looking at it. I, I don't know that it's their butt hurt that they lost. I, 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 I don't know. At the end of the day – I think they fundamentally believe that they are doing what's best for their people. Again, they're older. They have this historical knowledge. Putin is sitting in his castle in Moscow saying, I want to get back to the way things were in the 1980s or the 1970s mm-hmm. or when we were really, 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 really powerful, you know, in, in the late 1700s or what, like what, whatever, whatever he that he's trying to go back to a point where right. Russia was the powerhouse. Like at the glory days. Exactly. And the way you do that in his mind, because he doesn't understand 
progressivism. He doesn't understand the benefit of 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 compromise and working because it's just not the the way he works. So this is the way this is the way he does it. I think it's less about being butthurt and it's more about wanting. I think it's coming from a positive place of I want to get back to when we were great mm-hmm. and I want that for my people. And this is how I know how to do it. When right. we were, when we were great, we had Ukraine. That was part mm-hmm. of our country. We were this, we were that, right? Like, does he invade Min- Belarus next? I, you know, like what, how do we get back to geography's part of it? The message we were giving our people is part of it. How we, you know, all of those things. And so yeah. I think that that's, and, 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 Kim Jong is the exact same way, you know, I mean, so is, so is Jinping, like they're, they're Jinping though, is, is the smartest of them because he's, he's actually, he's merging the old with the new. He's taking the the pages out of the communist manifesto that he was given in his country and he is deploying them in a much more progressive fashion and looking at the way we're building technology and copying that and basically looking at the West and saying, duplicate everything they do because they grew very, very fast. But all the while we are going to hold everybody back in our own country and we're going to persecute them. We're going to do this, this, this. So it's like a frog and it's like, it's like a frog in a slow boiling pot of water. It's like, totally, totally. It's going to look great on the outside, but we're going to slowly, you know, chip away at your freedoms and what you're allowed to do. And yeah. Yeah. Which is why I don't think anybody there really wants to be, there, which is why a lot of them go over here, you know, yeah, because we're the greatest country in the world. That's why we have so many <laughs> right. people trying to get through the borders. Yeah. But Putin is like the guy, like the fucking 45 year old sitting around still talking about how great he was in football in high school. 100%. It's 100%. like, it's like, dude, get the fuck over it. It's like, stop living in the past. Fucking figure change your way of thinking. Get it together. To be better to tomorrow than right. you were today like because you're never you know, you're never going to be at least as no. of right now you're not going to be that football player again dude yeah deal with it but i just i feel like they, they could have just gone so different and again this is all you know again a pipe dream because here we are today but i don't know it, it's astonishing to me i i don't understand and i we we do understand why a lot of people in his country believe that because he's fe- feeding them a bunch of bullshit it's a lie. Sure. It's all propaganda. So, right. Which again goes back and to my, you're always going to get somebody that can get a number of people to follow him. And in his right. case, he's got millions in yeah. Kim John's case. He's got hundreds of thousands. Yeah. That's just fucking crazy to me. If not I don't understand millions. it. Yeah. But well, hopefully, you know, with all the, the sanctions case, and everything and we're going to have that soon too. You think? Uh, Why? I mean, media, dude. Like when you started to talk about the media earlier, and I, I forget exactly what it was that that brought up the media. I read this really interesting study the other day that was sent to me because I was having a conversation with someone about us moving to Windsor, and one of the big reasons I want to move to Windsor is to give Benton and Linden the ability to run outside and play outside because our streets are way too busy around here because there's homeless mm-hmm. people everywhere because there's a murder suicide down the street, um, you know all of these all of these different things. And <clears throat> she sent me this study that this 
professor in the UK was doing that studied these four generations and then he extrapolated it out and started studying these other these other families and sure enough found the exact same thing happened but he said these four generations and the great grandfather in all of these groups on average would travel 6.5 miles from their home every day like when they would mm-hmm. go outside to play they and, and he knew this because he would talk to them. They'd say like, oh, yeah, we went down to such and such Shire. And from where they lived, that was 6.7 miles. And this person would say we went to such and such uh, Shire. And from where they lived, it was 6.4 miles. So he would okay, mm-hmm. average was 6.5 miles. Kids at eight years old would travel. Mm-hmm. And then the grandfather. So moving the next generation, the average was four miles. And then the father at eight years old, the next generation, the average was 1.2 miles. And now today with the eight year old that is in the house today, he is not permitted to go further than 200 feet or 200 yards from the house. That's the average 200 yards. And so we've gone from kids being able to go 6.5 and there's a number of i mean we've gotten more population cars have gotten faster right there's a number of things that contribute to this but when you look at the actual things around kidnappings having gone down substantially over the last 30 years um injuries happening far and far less because of helmets and things like these like there's no reason that from a protection or safety standpoint children should be not going out as far the Mm -hmm. number one what what he hypothesizes and has now started researching he believes it's the media because of everything that the media portrays we constantly have the covid the cope you know that we all this Mm -hmm. alarmism constantly in our face and so people are not apt to let their kids go out. it's called the roaming the roaming generation i think or the roaming um, not a lot, not, not letting their kids go out and roam. So ultimately where the I'm that is the media, <laughs> the more media, you propag- missed that, didn't you? I did. I did. I, 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 said I heard, the I heard Romans. it. I know I got the it. Roman. I heard it. So I came out. I heard it. The media propaganda, the media BS, the media bullshit, the more and more that is backed up by leadership. Like that was one thing I loved about Trump and you can, you can hate, you can hate it because it was wrong in a lot of senses, but he constantly said fake news. And it was great because I think when you have a leader telling you that what the media is telling you is correct, because we all know that in most circumstances, as we just alluded to with all of the headlines and things, what the media is telling us is partially correct but by and large there there's there's huge swaths of it that's completely bullshit right or or fed to us in a way that we don't take the entire thing and ingest it we only see that headline that says we came to some sort of ceasefire right and so now people are out running around spreading the fact that we've got a ceasefire right incorrectly and so when you have a leader that is saying that the media is doing right by us and saying the right thing and we need to follow what the media says it's it's a recipe for exactly what happens in nazi germany in putin's russia in kim jong-un's fucking north korea that's 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 how it works that's why russia has the news locked down because they want the news to work for them that's why hitler Mm -hmm. was so good 
I mean, the, the, the propaganda that came out of Hitler's Nazi Germany, it's the best ever, you know, yeah. if Hitler, if the Nazis had social media, there would be no world left. There wouldn't be a single solitary Jew on the planet. And then yeah. he would move into other races. I mean, well, no, that's not true. Though, cause I've actually read articles that said that the majority of Germans and even some Nazis didn't under, didn't realize what was actually happening. That's right. Until said, if he had, if he oh, had social oh, media, okay. If he had social they media, wouldn't have existed, then this wouldn't have happened. No, if he had social media, we'd all be dead because we're not German. Because it would have spread like his his message and thoughts would have spread like wildfire. And those people that had no idea this was taking place would have known it was taking place. And he would have been able to to, to right, propagandize I, I mean, all across the globe. Right. But I, again, for people who were, in my opinion, weak enough to believe what he believed, I don't I think some people uh, might have agreed with. Agreed with what he was saying. And honestly got on board, but I don't know if I, I, this is just like the Ukrainian thing. It's, it's not, it's not being, it's not being strong or weak, dude. Everybody gets broken down. That's what Stockholm syndrome is. If you're a prisoner, no, of I realize that, but enough, I'm saying I think there's, down and you, you start to believe it. I would think there's an, enough people in the world that had all of this. He, he'd been coming out and saying, we're going to fricking put people in concentration camps. We're going to fricking just basically wipe them off the fucking out, out, out of history. I think there's more people that have been like, Oh, absolutely not participating in this. I think the Jews, someone shut him down. Vehemently disagree with you on that one. Well, dude, I, well, that's not true because look what happened in the war. We went to war, be, not necessarily because of that, but that's because it wasn't able well, to he spread. was defeated because too many people believed that's bullshit. You can't do that. It's because it wasn't able to spread. It stayed very I mean, confined. It stayed very I just confined. don't think the world's going to be easily. I, I think trying to convince the world that groups of people should be annihilated is nearly impossible. I don't Russia, know if you'll ever get. But again, Russia is. North Korea. I mean, there's millions of people again, in both those countries that believe the same thing. And but, but these things can be these people can get out and say anything they want. The problem is it's contained to their borders because it's bullshit. We all know that. You see what I'm saying? Like I see, I see what you're saying. I see what you're yeah. saying. But anyway, and the media thing, and then we got to jump because I got to jump on a call. But the other thing you said about the media, I truly believe media is this massive, massive, massive machine. And it's so integrated into society and everything that we know. I really do think in time, media will have its day of reckoning. It's just going to take some time. I hope you're right. We'll end up there. That's I think people thought. are getting more information in podcasts and like, uh, like it's a new, there it's are, a new, it's a new form of media though. And it's spreading shit like just the same way. So, right. But I do think, and again, yes, you're the, you can still go get bad actors in those spaces, but I do feel there are people out there just sharing their thoughts and opinions is which, and just some just general information, which is, I think what most people want, there will always be skewing in the media, I think from these major media companies that we have still this archaic sense of trust, or I think older generations specifically still look at these things like, oh, this is a trustworthy um, news channel. I don't think that exists in the younger generations. I know that you and I, for example, and we're not even the younger generation anymore. Yeah. We look at that and we're like, you guys are full of fucking shit. 
It does. It's just that Joe Rogan's the trusted source now. And so when he says something, it's gospel. And that's the problem, right? It's, it's just yeah. trans, it's just, it's just transferring ownership. But Joe Rogan, I don't think is trying, is not, I don't in think my he, personal, yeah, it's not, he's not doing it from he's like, not doing uh, it maliciously, but it maliciously, does, it's exactly. still, it still has the unintended consequence. It still breeds right. division. It still gets people believing that this is the way it is. Oh, right. Joe Rogan said this. So that's the way it is. Bullshit. Joe Rogan was wrong in this yeah. part because he's a human. He right. doesn't have people fact checking shit. Yeah. And I think the biggest problem there is we just, we are a society that lacks any ability to like employ or implore critical thinking to any degree. It's like, Oh, I heard so-and-so say it's gotta be true. It's like, no, that's just an idea. What do you think? Right. No, we don't do that. Right. Anyway. All right. I want to pick up. Dude, I love these conversations. I, I, like, I, I like this. I want to pick this one back up next time. All right. All love right, you, brother. Man. Have, it. Love Have you. a good Wednesday. You too. Paces. Paces. And that's a wrap, ladies and gentlemen, for this week's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. Please don't forget to download and subscribe to Inexpert Opinions in your favorite podcast app. And uh, it'd be doing us a huge favor if you gave us a five-star rating. That helps us grow. Growing's good. Everything needs to grow, including Inexpert Opinions. We're trying to blow this thing up, y'all. So, uh, yeah, rate us. We love you. Thanks again for listening. Bye-bye. Shut up and sit down.